welcome to the second edition of Church Matters. We're joined this week by the wonderful Alan Fraser. Hello. Would you like to tell everyone who you are? Yeah, okay. So Alan Fraser, as Paul correctly said, um, born and bred in Darlington. Uh, I've been a Christian almost 23 years. I was just working out while the music was on. 23 years almost. It's a long time. That is a long time. And um, part of Embrace Church Darlington. You don't look that old. I know. <laughs> <laughs> became a Christian at very young age. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, steady on. Um, so, uh, you mentioned that you're a part of Embrace Church in Darlington. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about Embrace? So, um, quite a new church in Darlington. By new, I mean almost two years old now, but in church terms, that's very young, I suppose. Um, just a heart for the town, a heart to see lots of New Testament congregations all over the town and every area of Darlington so people can do church with their neighbours where they live. Oh, I like that. That That's sounds like a good thing. church. Yeah, <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> well, again, I go there too. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty decent. So you've, meant just, you've mentioned about being a leader of a church and obviously that means about being a Christian. You mentioned so, that, not me. Well, <laughs> one of us. Yeah. Someone once said something about yeah. that. Um, what, does, what does being a Christian mean to you? Christian means knowing who we are, who God is, why we're here, where we're going, what the future holds. It is the answer to all the questions that we all have. Oh, that's quite a long, that's quite a good... Just a big, big thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a life thing, really. I once said it easier. I once said it's knowing who Jesus is, knowing what he's done for us, and choosing to follow him because of it. Right. I like that. That's a better one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like both of them, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love both. Um, so, obviously, like you've said already about Brace Church in Darlington, have you always been, uh, been in Darlington? Um, yes, pretty much. In my pre-Christian days, in my younger days, um, I lived away for a little while for university and things, but pretty much Darlington, yeah. A Darlow lad. Darlington has something about it, doesn't it? That you just, even when you go, you have to go back. Well, uh, yes, it would seem so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's part of your story too, so yes. Yeah, well, yeah, I did live away for a while, but then, like you say, it just has this weird draw. <laughs> yeah. Like a magnet. I'm not sure I've heard it described like that before. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you've lived in Darlington all your life, and obviously you mentioned about being a Christian. Have you, you always been a Christian? No, so um, when I was young <laughs> um i lived a in a long time ago well yeah yeah when noah was just getting <laughs> off the air so born in 1970 so for the first sort of 25 years of my life definitely wasn't a christian um didn't really know any christians you know would have passed the church and not noticed it do you know what i mean passed yeah. the church building and not noticed it um, i had what i considered to be a very normal life just you know, um, sometimes on a Sunday we would go to Redcar or Scarborough, you know, that sort of thing. Um, Sunday dinner, as I got older, I'd play football, watch football. Just very normal, do you know what I mean? Can't beat a Sunday dinner. Exactly, yeah, still do those things. Just, <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, Christianity was not part of our conversation at home. It wasn't disliked, it was just irrelevant, not mentioned at all. 
So you wouldn't, uh, like you say there, your family life, you wouldn't, weren't really brought up as a Christian. Not at all. And no. so your first 25 years of your life, it's kind of, well, it's just non-existent really. Just non-existent. I did go to Scouts where it was kind of, you know, given a little bit of mention and there was church prayed once a month, which if I'm honest, I usually found a way of getting out of, um, to my shame. Um, but even when I did go, it, I just used to sit next to a friend, a particular friend called Lee, and we just used to like whisper through the service and not know what was going on at all. We were quite, we were innocently naughty. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure not so innocent. Um, so obviously, first 25 years of your life, um, so you must have obviously gone through school and different things. Yeah, yeah no interest. Um, university or anything like that? Um, I did. Uh, I went, uh, well, I went twice. I went... Um, once when I was 18, I did the normal route, but I left after a year and then I went back when I was much older as a mature student when I was 28. Wow. So I had a gap decade, not a gap year. <laughs> I, had, I had 10 years off. <laughs> yeah, you took a liberty there, definitely. Mm. Um, so obviously, like you say, 25 years, what made after 25 years of not knowing anything about God and not really taking any interest in religion, yes. what, what's the turning point? Um, well, I guess anyone who knows me then, who knows me now, and there are some people who knew me then and knew me now, um, would have probably just seen me as a fairly normal person. And I, you know, I managed to fool them. <laughs> but, but underneath I have questions, and I think that's quite normal. I think most people have questions. We might not bring it up very often, but most people have questions. You know, the why are we here? The what's the point in life? You know. All of that, I had those questions, but I never thought God or Jesus or Christianity would be the answer. Yeah. Um, but at that time, interestingly enough, I never thought, I never fell for the evolution thing, where you know, in the Big Bang, where something somehow came from nothing. I, I found that impossible. So I was kind of stuck between what some scientists, and I emphasise the word some scientists, there are many scientists who believe in God and Jesus, but there was, you know, some tell us it was just the Big Bang. And um, I never believed that, because I kind of thought, how can something come from nothing without it being made, created? But I never thought it would be God. Yeah. So I had these questions, and I used to sit in parties, you know, that was the kind of person who you'd find in the kitchen at parties, you know, having these long philosophical debates and I heard every theory possible <laughs> aliens and all of that but then even then I think but where did the aliens come from you know yeah but, so I never believed it um but I never believed God either um it, it, I didn't even reject the idea it could be God it just never even entered my mind because it was just so irrelevant in my upbringing and to what I believed was possible but I met someone and everything changed. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a feeling that that somebody isn't going to be Jesus. Well, that's very true. <laughs> I was at a bar in Darlington that I frequented quite regularly. And um, I approached this young lady, which wasn't something I had a habit of doing, but she was just a knockout, so stunning, <laughs> that I thought, well, I've got nothing to lose. I was single. And um, turned out she was. And we got chatting. And at the end of the night, basically, um, I was going to go home and she was going to go home. But I really wanted to see her again. 
So to cut a long story short, I invited her. I said, next Saturday, I'm going to a friend's barbecue. Would you like to come along? And she said, yes, but on one condition. So I was stunned and pleased. She said, yes, so I'd agree to anything. So I said, what condition? She said, if I come to the barbecue with you on a Saturday night, you have to come to church, to church with me on the Sunday morning. So you were blackmailed. I was blackmailed. <laughs> yes, I was blackmailed, but it was a happy blackmail. <laughs> now, I've got to tell you, I agreed instantly because I was really keen to see this girl again on the Saturday night, the following Saturday night. However, um, in my mind, I'm thinking, I've only agreed to go to church once. So that's my part of the bargain. She didn't say I have to keep coming. <laughs> you have to go once. And I honestly thought at that point, I would go once, you know, on a Sunday morning, and that would be it. Yeah. Never have to go again. That's what I thought. Because you're going to get yourself a date for life. Exactly. So obviously, this church then, I'm sensing, made a bit of an impact on you. It did. It was not what I expected church to be. Um, probably my problem, you know, I just expected it to be dull and boring with lots of old people, if I'm honest. Um, were there any old people? There were lots of old people, uh, but there were what? lots of young people and lots of middle-aged people like <laughs> me <laughs> now. Um, so I was 25 and this was like a, a, my, it was like a world shock to me. I was like, what is this? The vicar didn't have a dog collar. I found out later that he's not even called the vicar. What? There was no stained glass windows. It wasn't even in the proper building. I was like, what is it? It was in a, it was in a college hall. Is that even a church? Well, that was my question. <laughs> everyone there was telling me it was. And, and what, really, what really intrigued me was the music because it was lively, it was guitars, it was drums. And everyone there seemed so annoyingly happy, genuinely <laughs> happy. And I knew, although I didn't, you know, fall to my feet and believe what they were saying about God, I, I didn't even believe the lyrics of the songs, I just liked the sound. I knew they had something, a genuine happiness that I didn't. Yeah. So it's, it's like that longing that you've always had, and now it's starting to make a little bit of sense. Yeah. So, I couldn't get out of my head, and I actually asked, um, the girl who was called Tony, who, to cut a long story short, we've now been married for um, 20 plus years, we you know, ended up getting married and all the rest of it, etc. You're making yourself sound really old. But, yeah, yeah. But um, I actually said, I need to go back, I, I want to go back. And after several months, I, I must have been a pest because I was asking question after question, I was asking Tony questions, I was asking her friends questions who she was introduced introduced me at church, I was reading it, I was challenging it, and yet I couldn't get it out of my head. And I'd never considered that this weird thing called Christianity and Jesus could be the answer. But I started to wonder maybe it could be. Yeah. Bit by bit. So was it a bit of a gradual process rather than one defining moment? It was both actually. So it was a gradual process that it bit by bit starting to make sense. And then I had a moment. Right. What was this moment? Sounds very mysterious. It was. Um, and yet it was very normal as well. So I was walking along the street. I was going from my house to Tony's house to see her. Right. Um, and I was having, having this internal dialogue with myself. 
but it, it wasn't a monologue, it really was like, I was asking questions and I was answering questions all internally. And I realized looking back that actually this was something of a tussle between me and God. I really believed that. I really believed this was kind of God through his Holy Spirit speaking to me. And I'd, I'd heard enough. This was maybe me being going to this church for four or five months now. And I'd heard enough to realize that they had a lot of evidence for Jesus and his resurrection. It wasn't based on, you know, wishful thinking or just they were brought up with it. Yeah. They had evidence and they had persuasive arguments and they had, had experiences which I hadn't had that I couldn't deny. And I was having this internal debate with myself saying, I just wish I had a sign. I just wish God would like, you know, come to me now and then I could believe it. But I, I just can't quite believe this Bible. And I had this thought about, well, I don't believe the Bible, but why am I finding it so hard? Because I believe other history books. I believe what I read about World War Two. Yeah. And then I kind of dismissed that because I kind of thought, yeah, but my granddad was in World War Two, and he told me about it. And, you know, I don't have to believe the book because I believe my granddad, I trust him. And then I had this thought like, yeah, but I believe the Battle of Hastings, and that was 1066. Obviously, no one was alive from that. And I was trumped. I couldn't deny that the Battle of Hastings was an historical event. So why was I so determined to deny the Bible? And at that point, I knew God was real. Yeah. I knew it was all real. And the following Sunday I went to church and, and I wept. And I'm not a person then that did that. And I wept in front of all these people at church and said, I want to follow Jesus. Not because it was an emotional thing only. It was an emotional thing. But I had received enough historical evidence and proof of what these people, these Christians were saying to me and what the Bible was claiming and had had this encounter walking from my house to Tony's house where I knew beyond any doubt, I knew beyond any doubt at that point that God was real, Jesus was real, Christianity is the answer and my life would never be the same again and it hasn't been. So not just something based on, well, there's nothing else other than blind faith really, and not just wishy-washy feelings, but something that's very thought through, something that has evidence. Yeah. And obviously, some, uh, you know, a lot of it is feeling based as well, because you're encountering God. Yes. You know, yeah. as a personal relationship there, not a distant God. Yes, exactly that. The, but, the, the emotion came, Paul, because I knew the facts were true. That caused the emotion. So I was emotional, but only because I'd found the answers to all those questions I used to ask in the party. Yeah. You know, in the kitchens of parties. That was the reason that I got emotional. And I get emotional about it now, every day. Yeah. Because it's the truth, and I know the truth. And it's great to know the truth. So you've, so from that point forward, you've obviously decided to follow Jesus, become a Christian. I had to, because it was true. But what, what... What difference has God made to your life now or since that moment? It makes everything different because you suddenly realise everything is in his hands and he's good and in control. So my marriage is in his hands, my children's lives are in his hands, my job is in his hands, my finances are in his hands. And even though life still has its ups and downs, I know ultimately it's all good 
and it's all in God's control and he's the best. And when I was becoming a Christian, I just really want to mention this bit, Paul. I actually tried hard for it to not be true. Yeah. I didn't want it to be true, actually. I didn't want to go to my old friends and say, I've been wrong all this time. God is real and God is the answer. I didn't want it to be true, but it was true and it is true. <laughs> bit it of changed pride. everything. Bit of pride in that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cause, and, and I didn't want to become what I thought a Christian had to be like, you know, boring and rules and, yeah. you know, out of touch. I didn't want to be like that. And I found out actually, you don't have to be like that, you just be yourself. That's, what, that's all God wants. Because that's who God made you to be. Exactly. And actually, you know, it's based on relationship, not on rules. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Well, that's quite an incredible story. And obviously <laughs> lots more in there that we could unpack. And, uh, and go through but we're going to run out of time very shortly exactly. so I'm very grateful for you joining us no, today my pleasure taking up your time no my pleasure I can't let it go without using some of these little sound effects though okay let's see what have we got so I'm first of all going to thank you go on No, absolutely, it has to come at the end. And then maybe just a little football related because you're a football fan. Yeah, yeah, well, Darlington and Newcastle, so I don't know if that counts as football, but hey. Well, it would do if it was just Darlington. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cheating there. So to bring us to an end. Yeah. Very good. A little bit of a whistle. A little bit of a wolf whistle. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, and like I said, we've got so many more things coming up for you. Um, this has just been another one of these life stories. We've got other teaching materials to bring to you, some more life stories as well. But thank you so much for joining us this week. If anything that Alan's talked about or said that has maybe touched, uh, touched you in any way, then please do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. But until next time, I've been Paul Saxton. And I've been Paul Saxton's friend, Alan Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Maybe. Thank you.